Episode 14, Thomas Higgs. Thomas Higgs was born the 17th of December, 1822, in Welton, Northamptonshire, England. Thomas arrived from England with his family, possibly in his early teens. He met Elizabeth Stowe in Utica, New York, and they were married there on the 22nd of May, 1844. Their first two children, William and Sarah, both died in 1848 in Utica. Of their next two children, both daughters, Mary Susanna thrived, but Sophia Louisa only lived for three years. Next came Anne Elizabeth, born in 1853. 1856 was certainly an eventful year for Thomas, Elizabeth, and their two daughters. First came their introduction to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and their baptisms on May 18, 1856. Then their son, Thomas Young Higgs, presumably named after his father, Thomas, and their new prophet, Brigham Young, was born on June 4th. Sadly, he only lived until July 2nd of that year. The 30th of July, they left to come to Utah, a mere ten and a half weeks after having been baptized. At the time of their trip, Thomas was 33, Elizabeth 32, Mary Susanna was 7, and Anne Elizabeth was 2. In addition, Elizabeth's mother, Anne Kite Stowe Williams, came with them at age 66. From the journal kept for the Hodget and Hunt wagon trains, we get a sense of what their trip was like. Sunday, October 19th. The journey was continued at 7.30 a.m., and Captain Edward Martin's handcart company was passed just as it was ready to start after having stopped for dinner. Many of the handcart people pulled their carts alongside of the wagons belonging to the Hunt Company, and it was enough to draw forth one's sympathy for them, seeing the aged women and the children pulling their handcarts, many of them showing haggard countenances. We passed Fort Bridge, or the Platte Bridge, about noon, and camped at 2 o'clock p.m. on the fording place on the Platte River, after traveling 14 miles. Captain Hodgett's company had just forded when we arrived, and the handcart company crossed directly afterwards. Monday, October 20th. This morning, the ground was covered with snow, which prevented the company from moving. The cattle were driven into the corral in the afternoon, some 12 or 14 head being missing. It commenced snowing again at 3 p.m. and continued for some time. Tuesday, October 21st. The snow was about eight inches deep, which completely stopped the company from traveling. The missing cattle had crossed the river and got mixed with Captain Martin's company. They were all found. Wednesday, October 22nd. The fording of the river was commenced at 1 o'clock p.m. by doubling teams, traveling one mile on the other side, an encampment was made for the night. The brethren cut down cottonwood trees to feed the cattle. Thursday, October 23rd. The weather was very cold and frosty. William Upton, who arrived from Captain Hodgett's company the previous evening to consult Dr. Wiseman, died of mortification of the heart, aged 34 years. The camp was still detained because of snow. 
By this time, several of the cattle had died. Friday, October 24th. A very cold northwest wind was blowing, and the snow was quite deep, almost as deep as when it first fell. More timber was cut down to feed the cattle. One ox was found dead, and two more were not able to stand the weather, and were slaughtered. This is how young Mary Susanna remembers the end of the trip. We came through Parley's Canyon in the deep snow, and believe me, we were nearly frozen when we arrived. Our oxen had starved to death because they could find no food through the snow, and we were stuck there in the canyon until teams were sent out to our aid from Salt Lake. The men in the party killed the oxen one night, and we boiled the bones for soup the next day. It was very thin soup. After their arrival on December 15, 1856, Mary remembers sitting by a little pot-bellied stove and how wonderful it was to be warm all over at once. For Christmas, she received a piece of charcoal, a stool made of sticks, a small potato, a little apple down in the bottom of her stocking, and one stick of candy. Thomas Higgs died on the morning of February 12, 1895, of pneumonia in Manti, Utah. The Salt Lake Herald reported that Thomas was one time well known in Salt Lake City as the engineer of the fire department, and in fact, he and his brother had built the first fire engine in Utah. He also worked on the Manti Temple. Elizabeth Stowe Higgs lived until 1913. She and Thomas were blessed with five additional children. She passed away at age 88, having lived in Manti, Utah for about 30 years in a log cabin near the temple. She was a widow for 15 years. Anne Kite Stowe Williams, Elizabeth's mother, lived another almost 13 years before she passed away in Salt Lake City, Utah at age 79. Mary Susanna Higgs grew up and sang in the Tabernacle Choir. She married Robert G. Sleater. Mary was blessed to have 11 children, 26 grandchildren, 52 great-grandchildren, and 12 great-great-grandchildren. She lived to be 102 years old. As for the rest of the story for Anne, known as Annie, you will have to tune in a couple of days from now when she has her turn.